Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Spree Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, "If she can do it, so can I." To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. This was Alema Pelesic, facilitator at Swiss Contact Project VCP and Startup Grind Director at Sarajevo, Bosnia and Herzegovina. CCP is a global project happening in six countries worldwide. We are helping and empowering startup organizations and startups in these six countries. I'm based currently in Sarajevo, Bosnia and Herzegovina. I must say that I'm not like totally tech person yeah. and I've never... Uh, thought that I would be uh, that I would end up working in this area it came up like totally uh, let's say by chance yeah and uh, yeah but I think that I can say that I was more the one that could see and grab the opportunity so when I connect the technology I connected with opportunities and with this kind of uh, uh, mindset and openness to to explore and discover new things. And how did you find this opportunity? Uh, through people, again. Yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, some of my uh, mentors from one internship that I had offered me the opportunity to uh, work in this area. And somehow I found it strategically important in the sense that it's still at that time it was still not very well developed in Serbia and uh, that it could be quite cool and interesting and amazing people working there and yeah technology somehow winning yeah the world totally <laughs> so yeah what's was- one obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it Yes, I think that maybe this is the thing that we are still struggling. Yeah, this uh, finding the balance between the, uh, let's say, uh, our founders and this kind of institutional level of uh, innovation and ecosystem and like basically our customers and businesses that are the fastest growing uh, like sector and this like slow and administrative 
part of our work that we also had to fulfill in a way. And have you been on a podcast before? Uh, no. <laughs> it's so, what's so crazy is the majority of women that I interview haven't. And I think it's just really fascinating to me that like, how do we put ourselves out there more to share our talents and our experiences with everybody? Yeah. Do you ever feel like there might be, um, an opportunity that you want to pursue, but you feel like you're not sure if you're competent enough to pursue it? Because I find that a lot of, um, guys and girls, the way they see it differently, a guy will see it as like, Oh, it doesn't matter if I could do it or not. I'm just going to say yes anyway. And a lot of women will be like, Oh, let me make sure I could do it first before I say yes. Do you feel the same way? Uh, well, me not, I must say, because, uh, yes, uh, all, all, uh, like my life, I was trying to do things that are, uh, let's say new and, uh, 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 fresh and somehow to, to, uh, I'm good also at improvising. So yeah. maybe this is the, the thing That's that good. I also, That's a good skill. Uh, yeah. Maybe this is my education because I have like interdisciplinary background. So I was taught how to like, gather information from different sectors then analyze it and kind of yeah process it and yeah so i think that's it this is jessica shelley coo of ministry of programming a technical co-founding business based in sarajevo bosnia there is no such thing called 1.0 correlation in recruitment. It doesn't exist. It's a utopia. However, you can get close and you can mitigate the risk. Yeah. So I think the one thing I would say is science. You know, don't uh, look at what methodologies actually work. There, There is a lot of data on this and people don't use it because the most common thing I see in recruitment and what I also did when I started off, you know, I, I've been working with recruitment for 15 years and I, I made all the mistakes and I still do, you know, occasionally. No one's perfect and you won't get it right every time. However... There is definitely data. You can look at what methodologies are more effective. You can train yourself in competency-based interview techniques. You can use tests. Mm -hmm. um, a common notion is that you can assess if someone's intelligent in an interview. You actually physically can't. It's not possible. You can get an idea of their adaptability or their how they present themselves, but you can't actually assess intelligence per se. So use the tests that's out there. It's cheap. It's effective. It's Where do you quick. find these tests? Uh, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. So depending on what country, there are different providers that you can use. And I can also send you some great links that for that. That would be great. I yeah. mean, CEB is one of the biggest providers worldwide. They can, CEB. Yeah. So they they have great tests that you can use all over the world. And it's, it's really cost effective if you think about what it costs to get hiring wrong and the time most of all that you spend in inducting these people totally and uh, and you know you have to work with these people daily for years probably so you want to make sure that you hire slowly we talked about this the other yes. night but hire slowly fire fast i know that sounds harsh but a, a bad hire can literally be like cancer to your organization whereas a great hire can transition you to to places that you just couldn't even imagine before. Always hire people that are smarter than you. Always, you know, and pay a little bit more to get the right person because hiring someone someone that's the wrong person is the most expensive thing you can do. So you might look at someone and say they're too expensive, but ask yourself what the alternative cost is. Uh, obviously, that's harder for startups where you have a bootstrapping um, problem. So you need to be very resourceful. Uh, but there are other ways you can do this. You can hire very hungry, talented people and train them yourself, which is always good if you have the time. Uh, that's always almost always the best way to get someone that's hungry and wants to learn. It really depends on what 
you're trying to recruit for. Um, use the use the science, use the data, probe. Don't expect them to tell you the truth from the beginning. Dig and really, you know, ask the five whys. Uh, ask, you know, the, the, there's a very typical saying that you can ask why five times usually to get to the truth. But people don't usually use this in recruiting. So you usually go on gut feeling, right? It's a very common thing. And and you tend to always, there's something called recruiter bias, where you tend to like to recruit people that are similar to yourself. Mm, yes. I mean, in life. And it's part of the problem. It is part of the problem because what that doesn't do is give you diversity in your team. I was just going to say, I, the word diversity is what fell into my mind too. Yeah. And I mean, diversity from so many angles, not only, you know, based on uh, gender or equality and so on. That's also very right. important and people miss it. No, I was thinking about our, uh, diversity full spectrum. Full spectrum. So you need Color, to Color, gender, like uh, uh, ethnicity, country, religion, like everything. But also skill set, right? So yeah. if you're recruiting someone that's identical to yourself, you're basically getting a copy of yourself, but you are going to be missing what you can't cover yourself. So right. you want someone to compliment you in your team. And you want a team that's going to compliment each other and be able to carry each other's weaknesses, but also push each other's strengths. Right. One really key learning for me was the notion that you shouldn't learn, you shouldn't look too much to develop your team where they have weaknesses. So a lot of people like in performance reviews, they'll look at you and they'll say, okay, so you're really good with this, but you're not quite as strong on XYZ. So we're going to work on XYZ. Yeah. No, wrong, completely wrong. So yes, work a little bit on XYZ, but make sure that with ABC, where they're really strong, you're giving them more of that tasks because those tasks are what's going to escalate your performance in the organization. Mm. So if you're utilizing people's strengths and then through the diversity in your team, which is your responsibility as a manager to make sure you have, then you make sure that you cover their weaknesses with other people's strengths. And for someone to learn something from the start, it's going to take them so much longer than to utilize someone that's already strong in that area and to escalate the whole team together. So that's where you're going to see your compound effect. Hi, this is Jelena from Science Technology Park Belgrade. We are an organization that supports startups and growing tech companies in developing and growing their businesses by providing them a certain set of services. I always consider myself as an ambassador of this country everywhere I go. Um, because I was really well welcomed in back back to your place in the United States. Yeah. So I would say, you know, that uh, when it comes to Bosnia and Herzegovina, we are we are having reputation in all countries in Eastern Europe, unfortunately, uh, because of this old system and the history. But I think in general that uh, our you know our countries in the region and my especially, they are gems who needs to be discovered, not mm. only when it comes to like, uh, uh, you know, nature, culture, but also people. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, as you said, I think that we are really known as people who are making meaningful connections and who can really, I would say, um, you know, uh, share everything directly with you and... Um, we are kind of like trying, trying to strive for the excellence mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know, but we are here, a lot of, you know, uh, solutions coming, uh, you know, coming from, from Bosnia, from Balkans, actually, because our developers like everywhere. 
Uh, and uh, I think that for us, it's really important that we have, you know, that it, that we are we have to become really open to the, to the for the international people to right. come here because our cities, unfortunately, are not yet that kind of international because uh, our expat communities are really small. And digital nomads, because co-working culture is really new to us, mm-hmm. because these ecosystems are all old, less than ten years in right, right, countries. Right. So uh, that's something that I will always invite people to come to see, to actually help out uh, these new generations for them to actually to make world really approachable. Because you know we are all known as people who are you know brain drain is very huge here. Uh, but you know, there's the people who really want to, uh, you know, bring uh, the world home. So I always always invite people who really like good food, who want to actually have fun on the mountains, rivers. We have a seaside. Our seaside is amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, all the stuff that you have entertainment, and it's really you know, even if the war was like twenty something years ago. And I know how it feels. It's always for every country, you know. It's not only ours, but, you know, I always invite people who are, like, brave enough. You know, I'm living in Sarajevo, so I can be your tour guide. It's no problem. And I help it. you out over here. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.